how do I want to react? What would I like to do? What's a better way to react? Well, you've got couples therapy. You can go and get couples work done and learn a bunch of great techniques on what to do in certain situations, but that isn't worth a damn if when you get in those situations, you're overwhelmed immediately. Folks, welcome to Counselors Can Help. Let's demystify the process of counseling. We want to remove barriers, answer your questions, educate, entertain, and inspire you to action. Let's get started. Hey folks out there, it's Merrill Fink. Welcome to Counselors Can Help. Welcome to the show where all is not lost. There is hope. There's hope for what ails you out there. And right away, I'm going to tell you how I worked on some hope for this show. In fact, I already recorded one version of this show, listened to it in a attempt to edit the show and realize that it sucked. <laughs> that it, it was just kind of all over the place and too complicated. So this is take two of my show to help you on. We're talking trauma therapy today, but really more importantly, how trauma or anxiety gets in the way of your relationships. And as a little bit of review, back up one show, I did a show on anxiety and we talked about shows 10, 11, and 12 and how this latest show kind of wrapped those and just took those a little bit further. And the idea was to emphasize getting braver each day and doing small tasks and things to help you push through anxiety. And that is a good, solid idea that generally works everywhere, but specifically in that show, it was a little bit more about specific tasks, um, you going to the store, getting on a plane, getting in an elevator, whatever it was, getting yourself to do things to get a little braver. Well, you can apply the same thing to relationships, really. We didn't talk specifically in that show about relationships. So I'm going to do that today. And I'm going to weave in this idea about trauma therapy or, or why trauma likely or anxiety, which is generally based from trauma is getting in the way of your relationships and what to do about it. So my three main points for this show, number one, we're going to talk a bit about how trauma infects your reality about how trauma turns you into that a bit more of an anxious person, which can then lead to many other things to include anger or just shutting down, you name it. Uh, next, we're going to talk about what we can do about it. And a hint there is it's not just about couples or conflict skills, which you would learn in couples therapy or family therapy as you're trying to work out some stuff. Those skills are great. But honestly, like I said in the intro, if you can't make it happen in the moment you need to make it happen, then we have to back up and figure out why that's occurring and do something about it. And that's what this show is about. Lastly, the third point that we will do on this show is run through a couple examples with a bit more on what exactly we would work on and how we would want to take this on. And the two examples are when it comes to anxiety in relationships, many times we think of anxiety as the person that shuts down and the person who can't speak their voice, the person who is afraid to say anything even though they are blamed or, or somehow insinuated, or maybe even the person is just a little bit upset, generally anxious people many times take that on as their own personal burden. And it becomes a, a killer in relationships because they really don't negotiate. They just sort of shut down. 
The other example is going to be one where a person gets quite aggressive, quite loud, maybe deemed angry. And we think, well, that person's not anxious. Well, I'm here to tell you anxiety or some trauma likely has root into why they do that particular behavior. So we're going to go through two specific examples that on the surface seem quite a bit different, but I hope you'll see by the end of the show are very similar in many ways. And it's just how to go about getting at that that's different. The outcome of this show from those three main points, how trauma affects you, what we can do about it, and then we'll go through a couple examples, is I want you to see the pattern. Identify the pattern in your own life and know going forward after the show what to tell your spouse, what to tell your therapist. Develop some sort of a plan as to how to work on this. There is hope. There's a way to dismantle this stuff piece by piece. And the bottom line is to get you to react to conflict in a way that you want to that you feel will actually solve the problem. And it doesn't necessarily have to be conflict. A problem has developed and you don't want to just take on the same old responses that you always have because that's getting you where you are, which is in trouble with your spouse or feeling like you're an outcast from your family or just not able to produce your voice as to what you want, how you would like this thing to be solved. So. I want to give you hope that that is in fact possible and we'll walk through this show into um, how that would be done. So point number one, how trauma infects your reality. When we say trauma, let me let me emphasize, this is not necessarily car crash stuff. When I'm talking in real estate, real estate, when I'm talking reality trauma, we're talking about things about um, perhaps abuse in your past, um, being teased, people left you, Um, trauma with conflict in previous relationships could have been a long time ago, could have been a short time ago, but you have a movie playing in your head about that situation. And that movie plays in your head every time what our brain does is spots patterns. And when it spots a pattern that looks eerily similar to this thing, it produces a reaction inside of you, some sort of emotional response and you are now locked into responding the same way you've always responded because your your heart rate starts going, you get angry, you know, whatever you've sort of done to get out of that predicament or whatever habits you've formed, you continue to do. So if we don't deal with the traumatic memory, the old movie that's playing in your head that causes this threat response in your body, which gets you to then react this way, it's going to be very difficult to break that pattern. So this is not a logic thing. This is saying, okay, I tend to react in these situations in a way that I wish I didn't, or I've been told I react a certain way and have been told that that's a deal breaker. Stop doing that. Well, I can't seem to do it. You know, and there we're talking to the angry people out there, the people that have been told they're, they're coming on too strong. You're always yelling. You're always, you know, whatever it is. So trauma infects your reality because you're replaying old stories in your head. And that affects how you react to what you're seeing in front of you. What we can do about it? Well, there are trauma therapies that you can split off. For example, let's say you're in couples uh, therapy or family therapy. It's okay to break off and specifically deal with a therapist one-on-one to say, I really want to deal with these traumatic memories that I think are part of my problem. 
And this is where ART comes in if you're dealing with me or some version thereof, accelerated resolution therapy. There are some older shows that deal with that, shows 31, 32, 35, that talk specifically about ART. But the bottom line is you've likely been given some techniques or tasks or ways to respond in this therapy of couples therapy or family therapy, and you're not doing well with it. It's not really quite producing the results you want in some ways because you are reacting in the same old way. And sitting in a room calmly talking to your family or spouse, you can see the error of your ways and you can see how you want to do it in the future and be quite serious about that. But if you can't get yourself to do it, then it becomes pointless. So the idea of spending some time on the story or the idea of how we got here, dismantling that story and working to change that story and make a new movie in your head about how you can respond or want to respond is productive. And that is, could be time very well spent. And like I said, the, the outcome of this show is so that you will know exactly what to do with that. Whether that's information you share with your spouse, family members, a therapist, I'd recommend starting with a therapist because they're going to help you in, in crafting that message and, and finding a way to respond in a way that you want to respond. All right, so here we go. We're going into the examples now, specific examples. And, I, and I'm, I'm going to say there's two scenarios I'm going to walk through. The first one I'm going to do is the sort of anxiety shutdown person. If you feel you're the angry person or aggressive person or been told you're too aggressive or say insensitive things in conflict, I recommend really that you listen to both scenarios and not just skip over the one where someone shuts down because I'm going to talk through what we're doing and why we're doing it. And I want this to, to make sense and don't, don't just lock into it. But I'm doing two examples because I want you out there, the listener, to really feel like I'm talking to you specifically when I'm doing these examples and be simple. I want this to be straightforward, simple, and actionable. So example one, you are a person who tends to shut down in conflict. And you have gotten that way likely because of some trauma or old story. Well, in the worst case, a dangerous case is you did that because you were young or maybe a younger person and shut down or stopped talking because that was kind of how you survived. You know, that story could be from abuse. So we have to get that what was programmed into your head out because what was programmed into your head back then is still infecting you today. And that is telling you, I can't speak. The person will leave me. Um, all conflict is bad. I hate conflict. I don't want to be like my parent or my sibling or whoever it was that did this to me. I'm going to be the opposite of that, which is to be this person who says nothing and just goes along and is basically told what to do. You may be at a point in your life and you may be at a point in couples or family therapy where you realize that is not productive and it's not productive for you. The other person may be fine with it, but you are realizing that this is burning up inside of you and not being able to speak your mind or in some way resolve the situation by negotiating or doing whatever, whatever task or technique the person is telling you in couples therapy to do that you just cannot get yourself to do. This is why we're going through this example. You want to see how it can be done a different way. So the trauma, 
you've likely had some experience. We're going to deal with that experience directly to give you a new movie and a new experience out of that, of that memory. We want you to come away with a new story that says you have a voice and you have the ability to do this. How long will that take? Oh, a few sessions. ART works pretty quickly, but it is a point of emphasis now. It's not just about the, the technique or the task that the therapist helps you with to resolve conflict. It's going to be maybe in the short term about helping you get through that story and coming out with a better story. Because what you want to be able to do is then execute the tasks real time or even just in the therapist's office being able to do it without being totally flooded and just shutting shutting down. So you've got the trauma. You're now a conflict has come up and we want to be able to do things to allow you to be able to speak your your part of this. One thing we're not going to do with a person who shuts down is sort of teach them a better way to fight. You know, I'm speaking to you, if you're a person who shuts down and you, you feel as highly anxious, you opening your mouth in any way is you've programmed yourself that that is just, it's just bad. It's just not something you're allowed or capable of doing. So like in the anxiety show, what I would do for a person who tends to do this is to learn to tell your story. How we would do that, one, I think the easiest way to do that is get back to this idea of what's going right. And this is the idea of complimenting, appreciating, talking to people about what they are doing right that you actually appreciate and love and, and respect and, and that. Why? Why is that important? You may say, well, I, I do compliment people. I am nice. I'm very polite. I always do that. I'm always, you know, handing out compliments. That's not enough. In this case, what I'm asking you to do is tell the story to your spouse or even your, maybe if it's an older child, why that thing is important to you. Why that, what is the story behind why you are so appreciative of what they just did? why you are so appreciative of the help they have given you. Why are you so appreciative of them listening to you? You're not arguing. This is not a new argument. This is about you telling your story about why this is important. This is practicing for the moment when you are going to have to perhaps negotiate a bit more or you know there, there are plenty of other techniques about that. But right now for you, the person who shuts down, I would recommend that you specifically focus on telling your story. This is going to feel highly anxious in and of itself. And you may think, I, I, I'm not even sure I can do that. Well, with a therapist, you can practice by telling your story to the therapist. Again, likely you will become less flooded with a person who is not in this scenario. And you'll have a way, again, of practicing that of getting it out, just putting it out there. We are not to the negotiating stage yet. We're not to the super hard conflict stage. We're not worrying about how we're going to solve the thing yet. We're just practicing producing our voice and getting it out there, okay? With a combination of some trauma therapy, of retelling that story to yourself, giving yourself a bit more confidence, and in this case, practicing telling your story about something that is actually fairly a little less threatening, a little more light. Uh, it's not conflict. You're, you're thanking the other person. You're complimenting them. You're telling the story about what they have done 
or the fact that they have listened to you or the fact that they have done what you've asked. Why is that important? Tell them the story. This is massively important because they will understand perhaps very quickly why these things are important to you. And oh, by the way, may not have really even totally understood that. They may have been acting in a way previously that they thought they were actually doing you a favor by shutting you down, by telling you that your, your worries were nothing, sort of telling you that they had the answer and your, your worries were silly and you were too emotional or, you know, in this case, the person who shuts down, um, giving you some sort of logic story as to why they were right. You telling your story about how you appreciate what they have done is a way of getting your voice out and a way of practicing working through old trauma and practicing telling your story and being able to give a bit of a back and forth to the person. So I hope this is clear. The person, if you are the person out there who tends to shut down in arguments, we're looking for ways for you to, one, get a little braver each day, doing small tasks, practicing them as I've just suggested, and also um, working on how to tell your story, which is a major hurdle for you, most likely. So we've, we've blended in some trauma. We've also blended in some tasks and ways to take the problem apart in ways that you perhaps have not done before. In, in, pre- in previous conflict, you've relied on, well, they're probably right, they're probably logical, or I just can't say what I want to say because it's just going to produce this reaction that I just can't have. I can't have the person mad at me. I can't have the person upset. I can't have us disagree. I'm not saying that the task is to fight with your spouse. What I'm saying the task is to apply some of these techniques that you will likely learn in couples or family therapy that will produce a better result that are not arguing. They're not just fighting with the person. There's lots of ways to do that. What we're trying to do is teach you in a way that is a bit slower, a bit more um, controlled on how to tell your story to another person. And oh, by the way, probably still be anxious, but get through it but be be able to get through that story and learn over time that this is not going to threaten you. Okay, so that's the example of the person who who shuts down. Um, Now we are talking about the person who has been accused of being angry, uh, not listening, too aggressive, uh, saying very hurtful things and arguments that seem to, you seem to escalate conflict. The other example was a person that shuts down conflict. You seem to escalate it. Again, trauma. Why why are we talking about trauma? Well, there's very likely that you were hurt in some form or fashion. Again, back in the day where you were left or abused or picked on or, you know, whatever it was. And you felt like, hmm, I'm not going to be put in that situation anymore. So I'm going to overwhelm the other person such that they can't do that to me ever again. And in some ways, you've learned to do that. You've, you've decided that the worst thing that could happen is to be overwhelmed or abandoned or told that you were inferior and that you are not going to let that happen because that is a very traumatic wound to you. And you have your reasons for why, why that's the case. But can you also see why that is not really a productive strategy for long-term relationships? 
you know this. You probably know this on some level. And you think, wow, the only way I can break that habit, if you will, is to become vulnerable. I'm not, I've told myself already, I'm not going to be vulnerable to anyone anymore. I'm going to fight it out and not be vulnerable. This is where the, again, we're going to work through this one with trauma therapy, retelling the old story of what that was, which could have been a long time ago, and putting some more relevant and useful storylines and information in there so you get a little bit more of a perspective from this old story. Next, just like the anxious person that shuts down, we've got to figure out how is it going to be that you're going to be in these situations and not yell at the person. This is where your therapist, you're going to have to rely on this person. Because there's probably lots of ways to do that. And really, it comes down to your specific story and your specific habits. It may be that what you need to do is just tell this story to your spouse or whoever you're, you're arguing with in your family and, and getting them to see what triggers you and getting them to help you and not put you in that position. Well, okay, that, that could be part of it for sure. But definitely your therapist wants to be able to work through this whole thing with you because we've got to be able to, again, you could break off one-on-one with the therapist and just start practicing some of these things and practice getting into a little bit, little bit of conflict, a small amount, figuring out, okay, how, do I, how does my body react to this? What do I typically do? What do I start thinking about? What sorts of fears do I start imagining? And how do I practice in small ways breaking this apart so I don't just start yelling and screaming? It could be that I practice asking for a pause. That I, and, and, and the pause is a, is a great tool to just say, hey, I'm going to need a little bit of time here. Can you give me a moment to collect my thoughts? Could be more than a moment. There are ways to slow the thing down to get it so that you don't get too elevated too quick. That takes practice, that takes some time. Running through the old trauma story will likely take some of the effect out of this, some of the the bite out of it is the idea. And at some point, integrating this with your spouse or family member to get them to see and get them to understand what you are working on. So when you do ask for a pause or you do ask for a timeout or whatever, that they know you're not just putting them off or not just blowing them off, that you're really just trying to control your emotion and speak in a way that it's going to be more productive. Or you may learn to joke with the person for a little bit. I don't know. It, it really depends on you, your personality. Like I said, I would get with the therapist to find out what would be a good example to follow and a good thing to practice for you specifically. Because just yelling and screaming at someone to make your anxiety go away or to follow through on a on a promise that you made to yourself many years ago is not working. And in fact, it's, it's killing your relationships. So let's look at it for what it is. This is anxiety. This is old stories talking. We need to take the power out of those old stories and we need to practice ways of slowly engaging with conflict that does not produce this reaction. So there are many ways to practice that. But as you can see, if you've listened to this whole thing, the person who shuts down and the person who gets quite angry, it's not that different. They're very much um, similar genesis of this. It's just the, the outcome, the, what it looks like is quite different. 
and the motivation to take it on can be quite different. Um, the anxious person doesn't really want to take this on. I mean, they're sort of in some ways drug into this. Um, and that can take many, many years. The angry person can feel the same way. I'm feeling drug into this because I've been accused of being angry. Well, I feel like they're wrong. I feel like they're, they're telling stories about me and, and unfairly casting me in the role of the angry person. Therefore, I've been sort of an outcast in my family. I believe I'm being wronged. Well, there may be some facts in there too. We'll get to that, but we can't get to it if you get too angry too quickly. We'll never get to that point. So the idea of if you find that you're in this situation where you become quite overheated, a little bit too aggressive, we've got to learn to break that up and figure out what works and what doesn't so that you can practice doing that. So you can show up as that person. And I think once you do that and change your habits for either person, for either scenario that we've talked about, I think you will find a bit more calm, a bit more confidence, a bit more uh, functionally useful ways to respond. So the bottom line here is I want to let you know that there is hope. There is a better way to allow you to respond in a way that you would like to and a way likely you've never been shown. I mean, this is something you've been doing for years and years and maybe only recently have you sort of realized this isn't working for me or, or this isn't what people do. This isn't how I should be negotiating or resolving conflict. I want to show my kids a better way. I'm showing my kids very bad habits. I want my son or my daughter to speak up if I'm the very anxious person, I want them, I want to teach them how this would be done. And if you're the, the sort of overly aggressive person, you're probably thinking, I don't want to be showing my kids that I'm constantly this person who has to yell and scream and demand and that kind of thing. Because what that leads to is isolation. You've probably seen that already that in your relationship or in your family, you, you, you become isolated you become sort of the outcast, the dangerous person. And there's reasons for wanting to change that. So hopefully what you get out of this show is a little bit of understanding as to how it got there, a little bit of understanding as to how we would go about resolving that. Uh, me encouraging you to talk about this with your therapist if you're doing already couples or family therapy and see what they have to say about how you can learn to um, internally sort of change your reaction so that you can act more um, on the outside how you want to react. So I hope this show makes sense. I hope it's in many ways straightforward and simple. Please ask questions. Please bring this up with your therapist. Please talk about it in peaceful moments uh, with, with the people you love. It likely will be a story they've never heard before. A therapist can help you walk through all of these things so that you're not overwhelmed, so that you can learn new habits. And I really encourage you to do that. There is hope. Um, I, I, wanna, I want you to walk away from this episode with some hope. We've talked about what trauma, trauma does to people. We've talked about specifically, and we have in the past on other shows on this podcast about ART, exactly what trauma therapy looks like. But ultimately in this show, I hope you've come away with examples of how exactly we would apply that or why we're even ap applying it in the first place. We want you to react in a different way. Right now, you're not doing that, and what's likely stopping you from doing it is old stories. So thank you for listening. I hope you uh, 
make sense of that. And uh, I hope I've given you something new to think about in your relationships, in your couples counseling, and hopefully inspired you perhaps to take this on if you haven't already, because it is fixable. It's so fixable and achievable. It just takes time and effort and some cooperation with some folks around you, a good therapist. You can do it. Thanks for joining me and hope to see you again on Counselors Can Help. Our mission is to spread the word that counselors can help. We want to teach you how to get started and get the most out of therapy. We encourage you to reach out to a professional in your area to help yourself through a loved one. Thank you to Kelsey Fink, our production assistant and chief of technology and social media. Thanks to Aspire Counseling at AspireUT.com for their support. If you want to know more about how counselors can help, go to counselorscanhelp.com. We have lots of resources, information, and we update it all the time. We'll see you next time on Counselors Can Help, a production of Merge Publishing.